Good evening. Call the the County Board of Commissioners. Sir. Order, Mr. Brown, has the meeting been properly advertised? Yes, sir, it has. Thank you, sir. I see evidence thereof. Let us stand now. Commissioner Stevens will lead us in our prayer, followed by our pledge. Gracious Father, as we come this afternoon, we want to say thank you, Lord, for letting us rise this morning. Our God, as we come, we ask that you give us guidance. Pray for our leaders around the world. Pray for the leaders that are in this room today. Pray that we make the right decision. Some may come with happy hearts and leave with burdens, but that's the way sometimes how government goes. Lord God, that we, if we let you lead us, we will never make the wrong decision. Let us take a solemn moment to remember John Lewis, the good trouble. God, we want to say that he was a leader. If we'll follow sometime in his footsteps, we could make this world a better place. We pray in, pray in your blessed names. Amen. 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 Pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the republic for which it stands, one nation, under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. Commissioner Stevens. I know we were going to do recognitions as Mr. Mosley was working on that. Are they downstairs or we need to come back to that? No. Come, okay. So let's let's uh, do our minutes for July. They need our approval. Have you had time to read them? Yes, sir, Mr. Chairman. I make a motion we approve the minutes as presented. The motion made by Commissioner Fifth is there a second? Second by Commissioner Walls. Any further discussion? There being none, all in favor, raise your right hand, please. Minutes for the month of July are approved. Proclamation, Liberty County Great American Cleanup. Liberty, keep Liberty Beautiful is here. <clears throat> I saw the article in the paper about the last cleanup. How many people were there? Um, for the actual Saturday, it was like 145, but with our Adopt Liberty, we hit about 250. That's a lot of people for a cleanup. Mm -hmm. Normally, um, good evening, sir. I'm sorry. <laughs> I, I, I started talking. So <laughs> Normally, uh, our uh, Great American Cleanup can go from six to 700 people. Mm -hmm. um, the Great American Cleanup is an event that Keep America Beautiful. Um, has started and is one of the largest cleanups around the nation, so not mm. just here in Liberty County, mm -hmm. in the nation. And um, we are proud to say that normally it happens from March to June, but because of COVID-19, it was put on hold. Mm -hmm. But these lovely ladies behind me, mm -hmm. uh, with their assistance, <coughs> their creativity in our shirts. This is Miss Avi Powell. She designed the shirt this year for us. And our no-touch sign-in process that was designed by Ms. Tressa, we are um, able to help to keep our volunteers safe. So they will log on um, online. Then we can check them with a, um, a cell phone or a laptop or iPad or whatever they call. <laughs> and their information is already in the system. We hit a little button, and they're checked in. 
So we eliminate the paper at the, uh, at the table or touching the pens. We also uh, request that everyone wear masks. We have hand sanitizer out there. Um, we are looking into buying shirts, safety shirts. We didn't have it for this particular um, cleanup, but we'll have safety shirts from now on that will have Keep Lear Beautiful or we're keeping Liberty County Beautiful and that will be the shirt that they wear for every cleanup for now on. So when you come out, you will be wearing your safety vest. So that'll eliminate anybody having to touch safety vests. Right now we have some one-time use safety vests that we're giving out and um, that they can reuse, but we're not taking them back in. So the only thing that we have to touch, or our site leader, is the little reacher, because we can't give those out, mm -hmm. is our little reachers. But before they leave that area, they're bleached and um, disinfected, wiped down, and then put back in the bag. So I am glad to say that we are trying to keep our staff and our volunteers safe. We even take temperatures um, checks out there for the volunteers and our staff. Okay. Um, good job. Uh, job. We're going to read the proclamation in a minute. So you, you're going to read it? or? Yes, sir. I gave it to okay. her. You gave it to her? All right. Before you do that, I want to make what was on my mind. Um, two things you mentioned. She designed the T-shirt. Correct, sir. Yeah. And she came in with the how to register with online and without. Man, some talent that we have in our community. Yes. Can we just applaud these young people mm -hmm. for that? Yeah. And, and they're just two of many, so, but we're proud to know that you're before, you're before us and what great talent you have. Yeah. yeah, she was talking at the 5K on Saturday about how to register online. Without, I said, man, you can do all that online? Yeah. So, I tell you what, this new norm is bringing some good stuff out to us. Right, right. you mentioned the 5K, sir. So right now um, they are looking into how we can register online, give them a bid number online so when they come, hopefully, if it happened that soon for our next September um, 5K, we can, um, for the ones that register online, we'll be able to do that. Mm -hmm. So they're looking into. Working on that right yeah, now. Trying to get it free. <laughs> right. Yeah, That's the problem. <laughs> Good teaching. <laughs> Good, teaching. Uh, Good teaching. And before Good. we move on, we do, uh, the Great American Cleanup right now is going from um, July to September. Um, now, so we're trying to meet, do smaller groups um, for our Great American Cleanup. So we have another one stated for August the 15th, which will be our first plogging event for Great American Cleanup for the Liberty County. And what that is is when you walk or jog and pick up paper. And when they attend, they get a nice little bag um, to carry their trash in as they're running. And we'll be giving out uh, fanny packs, T-shirts, of course, and towels. All right, so Ms. Avery is going to read the proclamation. <laughs> <laughs> Don't be nervous. Yeah, you are. You're among friends. Got me this time. <laughs> All right, so the local Great American Cleanup 2020 proclamation. The Great American Cleanup is the country's largest community improvement program that includes more than 15,000 events each spring. This national program engages more than 500,000 volunteers and participants who take action in their communities to create positive change and lasting impact. Whereas Keep America Beautiful is the nation's leading community improvement nonprofit organization that envisions a 
country in which every community is a clean, green, and beautiful place to live and has established the Great American Cleanup as its signature national effort for involving American citizens in improving their community environment. Whereas the Keep American Beautiful Great American Cleanup is the nation's largest community improvement program, engaging more than 500,000 volunteers and participants every year to create positive change and lasting impact in local communities. Whereas Liberty County seeks to protect its natural resources and bring people together to transform public spaces into beautiful places. Whereas Liberty County recognizes the commitment to engage citizens, civic and government officials, and business leaders to work together to end littering, improve recycling, and beautify America's communities. Whereas Keep Liberty Beautiful and Liberty County are committed to evaluate the importance of volunteerism and motivate everyone in our community to become stewards of the environment. Now, therefore, I, Donald L. Lovett, <laughs> Chairman of the Liberty County Board of Commissioners, do hereby proclaim these months as Liberty County Great American Cleanup July through September 2020 and call upon our citizens to join in activities that promote responsible environmental stewardship and help us renew our commitment to building a better world today and for future generations, so declared on this 4th of August, 2020. Thank you, ma'am. You did very well. I did. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. With Great American Cleanup, this is our first cleanup that we're, able, that we're uh, requesting that our volunteers pick up and separate recyclables and cigarette butts. And um, we have, it was um, probably the largest of recycling. Normally it would just go into the trash, we actually have bags that they're bringing back the cans and the bottles and cigarette butts and the cigarette butts um, are being uh, mailed off to be recycled and into like a hard ashtray, your um, stuff that's made out of plastic. And if there's any cigarette left in it, it actually is being compost. And we're also doing gardens. Um, a part of Great American is improvement. So we're, uh, so far we have been notified that the seeds that we put out that we have 20 new gardens within Liberty County and most of them are producing the vegetables or flowers. I'm just waiting for somebody to give me some green tomatoes, but um, <laughs> we have some pictures and if you look on our website, keeplittlebeautiful.org, you can see some of the beautiful pictures from our citizens that have planted um, their seeds and saw their um, different vegetables or flowers come to be. That's all I have. That's, that's a lot, that's not all, that's a lot. Mm -hmm. yeah. <laughs> Now, let's see. Mr. Brown, what does CDC say? Now, these, everybody's a mask, so is it all right if they come stand right here? Or they, have, or they need to stand <laughs> They need to stand three feet apart behind. They really do need to. So if we're, come, we all can stand just, look, but just come behind, come back here with the same distance that you have there. We, we're trying to be compliant so that we can. No, come on, come on. So we, we didn't get called out because we're on Facebook Live. We don't want to get called out. So I guess what Pat and I, we, we stand in the front. That works. See? That works. Yeah. Can you get a wide angle? Hey, government is involved. Yeah, if y'all just stand where you are, everybody should be spaced like y'all just stand where you are. Stand up. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah, y'all need to, to be in the picture, y'all need to come up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Miss Moser, you got them all? You don't, want us, you don't want us to smile, do you? <laughs> Come on, some of them holding it in their stomach now. Stop. <laughs> One more time. One, two, three. 
And they say in the church one more time. Thank you. Thank you. We appreciate it. Good job, ladies. Good job, Karen. Okay. That's still our award-winning department. Yes, they are. She is. All right. Uh, now let's go back up to recognition. Let's see how I want to do this. Um, Mr. Murray, since he's, let's see. You, you two come to the podium, please. Ms. Moses, unless you had a certain way you want to do this, I'm going to wing it. Yes, sir. Yeah. Okay. All right. All right. Well, Mr. Murray, will you come? You, you read that part, have the young man stand to the left or right of the podium, and then, then we'll t after you read that part, then, then I'll take over. Okay. All right. Well, our table, let's do it this way. Tell, tell us, <laughs> give, give, us the, give us the moment of why, of why we're here, then let him read his. Uh, <clears throat> Mr. Chair, members of the uh, Board of Commissioners, Mr. Uh, Neely has served as chairman of the um, Youth Commission, and he's getting ready to go off uh, his first year, freshman year at Macon, uh, at um, Mercer Macon, which is a great honor. It's a great school. Mm -hmm. and, uh, he served the commission well. So, yeah, thank so you, sir. Recognition of Mr. Thomas Neely. <clears throat> the Liberty County Board of Commissioners would like to recognize one of our youth commissioners who recently graduated from high school and plans to further his education at post-secondary level. Mr. Thomas Neely joined the Youth Commission during its inception in 2019 and has held the office of chairman since the first election meeting. As chairman, he's learned for the first time the importance of communicating, coordinating, organizing, and rallying his fellow members as a leader. Being part of the Youth Commission has provided Mr. Neely with great exposure to public service and policy making. Mr. Neely touts one of the greatest leadership lessons that he has learned in the need to be adaptive in unexpected and fluid times such as COVID-19 crisis. Mr. Neely is a 2020 honor graduate of Liberty County High School, graduating with a 4.0. His coursework consisted of AP courses while simultaneously being dual enrolled at Georgia Southern. For extracurricular activities, he participated in drama, student council, and young adult liberty leaders employment program during the, during the summer of 2019. He did some volunteer work at several community events through, um, through Gia Vista and Young Adult Liberty Leaders, such as Christmas Lighting and Halloween Stroll. Mr. Neely will be matriculating <laughs> matriculating mm -hmm. at Mercer University in making for, for the fall 2020 and will major in business marketing and minor in creative writing. All right. Mr. Neely, sir, I, I, I know my, I, I can feel a vibe over here. I, um, we are, See my poker face. <laughs> <laughs> we, are, we are certainly proud of your accomplishments, and uh, we, we are certainly honored that you were able to spend uh, some time with the Liberty County Youth Commission and then certainly having served as a president. And with that very impressive bio that Mr. Mr. Murray just read, uh, when I read that uh, today, I was, I, was, I was just in awe of, of sir, your progress, even at this uh, young point in your life. Mm -hmm. So we look forward to great things out of you. Now, I have one thing that I told, uh, I'm, telling you, I told I'm not sure you even know who Rayquan McMillan and Richard LeCount are. We uh, there were two athletes, big stars we had, and they had a ceremony for them 
uh, kind of kept going away. And I said, guys, my only requirement is when you get on TV, don't you dare tell me you're from Atlanta, Georgia. Right, right, right. <laughs> don't you say I'm from Atlanta. You say you're from Liberty County, Slash Hinesville. Mm -hmm. uh, don't, don't go claiming that. Don't even say I'm from Savannah. <laughs> you can say near Savannah if you want to, but you make sure folk know you came through Liberty County, sir. I see great things uh, for you. Now, uh, commissioners, I asked him to, to prepare to give us his own greetings, so Mr. Murphy, you will uh, let him come to share in his own words his experience of working with the Youth Commission. Well, working with the Youth Commission this past few months has been kind of weird with COVID and everything, but it's been a great experience overall and it's been a lot more involvement and fun than I would have thought it'd be. It was a nice way to get more involved with the community and just sort of get an idea of what policy makers do. Okay. Yeah, yeah, um, my friend, COVID has taken a lot of our time. It's been taking a lot of our time. So this is, a, this is new to all of us, new to each of us. So we all uh, feel what you're saying there. Um, wish you well on your, on your journey at Mercy University. Now, commissioners, it, if you all want to express some, some, some words of wisdom to this young man. I just got a, a question for him. Glad to have served a short time with you. you like I say, you were very impressive. Uh, the first time we met, he, he spoke out. And that's what we need, is leaders to speak out. Speak your mind, but make sure you speak correctly. You did that. What would be one of the most important things you would like to leave for the followers behind you? For the rest of the Youth Commission? Yes. Or, so like you were saying, to, for them to be active and speak out in the community, one thing I really wanted us to do was like do a lot more events, which I hope we can when COVID ends, and for everyone to be more well known and more influential. Okay, all right. Thank you. Mr. Chairman, I just want to tell Mr. Neely, I appreciate your leadership in the short period of time that you were in our youth commission here. And I, hopefully you've learned something that you can take away from Liberty County and take it with you. And I wish you all the best and the luck. And just be safe out there. And always remember, you are, were from Lady County. <laughs> and don't forget that. But I do appreciate you stepping up to the plate and being the chairman of that committee for us. Thank you so much. Chairman? Uh, yes, I just want to, um, you know, congratulate you on your, um, you know, going off to college. Uh, mm -hmm. That's a big step. It's the next step in your career. I know that you'll um, that you'll do well. I mean, you seem to be a very astute young man. and. Um, just, you know, just stay safe, you know, and uh, the values that your parents taught you, the things that you know that you should do. Ever since you was a little boy, I can, I like to tell the story. Um, as a child, uh, your parents say hot, and um, you don't know what hot means until you touch it. You know, but they tell you it's hot for a reason. It's because they love you. I mean, um, and you're eight, 18, 19 years old. You know what's hot. You know what to stay away from. So, you know, just... Do the right thing. Always do the right thing. Congratulations again. Mm -hmm. Walter. Yeah, I just want to say congratulations. I guess, Mercer, that's, you're going to be a lawyer? <laughs> you're going to be a doctor? <laughs> you don't really know? Business management. Um, business. Mm -hmm. so just, just uh, remember, you know, where you got your first pair of shoes at. I mean, you know, you come from um, Liberty County.
County and you can tell everybody Liberty County or Hinesville or whatever. I mean, we, we've got a lot to be proud of and you've got a lot to be proud of. Mm -hmm. My wife called it Liberty and for some time and um, I knew if she'd have been out there, you'd have been one of her students and you'd have been a favorite student just from listening to the things that I've heard. But, uh, you know, always uh, remember what Commissioner Gillard has reminded me of several times. He heard an old man say that um, you can't treat everybody the same because they won't let you. I mean, there's just not a way, but you can be fair with everybody. So just go through life like that and everything will be fine. What did your wife teach? All right. Math. My wife? Mm -hmm. She taught uh, physics and chemistry. Yeah. Well, I did What's have a in, um in my ninth grade year, actually. <laughs> <laughs> or physical science. Okay. Uh, yeah, she, uh, I thought she was a math teacher. But yeah. She's in Long County, uh, just a little ways across from. Can you tell her Thomas said hi? But I'll tell her that I, I saw you. Mm -hmm. Congratulations. Move forward. Godspeed. He, he remembered. <laughs> Jim on the floor. Commissioner Bowen, any words of. I'm up. Yeah. Uh, sorry, it's hard for me to talk with it. Mm -hmm. uh, uh, I just want to say to, to our chairman and, and to uh, my fellow commissioners and to Thomas, uh, you know, we've had an opportunity to, to uh, get closer, you know, since the, the internship from the summer to, you know, us creating this uh, youth commission. And just like uh, that was, was said about you, you know, uh, you, you took the bull by its horns and, you know, I remember the first meeting when we were looking for officers, I mean, you spoke up. And just always remember that, that, that leadership skills that you have within. Uh, and of course, uh, saying uh, from our chairman, always be Liberty County proud. But don't just be proud of Liberty, make sure that Liberty is proud of you as well. So whenever you go off to Mercer, just make sure that you represent Liberty County as well as you can, and I know you will. And I always remember what I, what I said the other day at the meeting. Uh, I know you're leaving, but you are our, our first chairman of, of this youth commission. So, you know, you will always be a part of it. Uh, and we, we want you to come back and, and help, you know, take this thing to the next level. And also mentor uh, the rest who are still here you know, whenever you go off to college to let them know what to expect whenever they get there. So I just want to tell you, I appreciate you, you know, from, from, from my standpoint, everything that you've done, uh, everything that you still continue to do. And, and I know one thing, uh, what, what uh, Commissioner Stevens, I know the question was, uh, what, what would you leave behind? I know one thing he's ready to leave behind is a chairmanship <laughs> but but I'm, I'm so proud of you, man. And, um, and for you to be the first chairman, uh, you know, that you, you left big shoes to fill. And, but I do know that the rest of our commission will be able to, you know, take this thing to fruition. And like I said, I want to apologize. Because just like you said, we, we have so many different projects we had uh, planned for the youth commission, especially during the summertime. But because of that, the big C, came around, you know, it kind of kind of halted a lot of stuff. And then, of course, now what we're, we're doing is uh, we're just trying to figure out the best way to, to move forward on a lot of things. And he's, he's been a, a huge part of that. So I just want to tell you, you know, thank you. Uh, and you always be a part of our, our youth commission. So 
Hey, represent. Y'all the Bears, right? Yes. There we go, see? Yes, the Bears, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I know you. Stay true to your Lord. Stay true to your family. Work hard, and you'll be fine. Mm -hmm. Now, before you do that, there's a, well, so you're coming, then we have this nice certificate for him, too, that he knew. You do that first, Mr. Morgan, then. Uh, yeah, I wouldn't, I wouldn't dare let everybody say something out and not, and I ain't say something. <laughs> but, yes, um, but yes, I just came back with the youth commission and, and, you know, like what everybody's saying is true. You know, Thomas is really a great leader. You know, me coming back, uh, he takes me, you know what I'm saying? He kept me on my heels about everything that was going on, send me, sending me emails, keeping me up to date, even though I'm just coming in trying to figure out, you know, where we are with the youth commission. And, you know what I'm saying, he's, he's very... Um, he's always available, you know what I'm saying? I read, I'll send him a text message, hey, Thomas, man, hey, can you send this email out to the, to the, uh, to the youth? And he's, he's, he's right on it every time, you know what I'm saying? Even with yeah. the Zoom calls that we have every Wednesday, Thomas is always on it. And he's always been like that, you know what I'm saying? When I met him, uh, when I started working with the, the youth and summer employment program, uh, he's always wanted to be a leader, and he's coming to himself. And it's, it, you know, what I'm saying I feel like a, I feel like a proud father right now. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, uh, even though I'm young, I'm only 26. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. But I'm just, I'm just happy to see him, you know, grow up um, to be this leader. And he's about to head off to Mercer University and do great things there. So I just want to tell you myself, man, as your youth uh, coordinator, uh, youth leader, as you want to say, I'm very proud of you, man. And you know, what I'm saying, continue to do great things, man, and always be Liberty County proud, like, like Mr. Lovett said, be mm -hmm. Liberty County proud, man. Good job, good job. Okay. Now, um, Mr. Neal, if you would come to <laughs> Mr. Murray. Yeah. You get in this one. Uh, Y'all got to stand up again, commissioners. <laughs> then, I let, then we get to the other business. Another photo? Yeah. Another photo. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Murray, just to make sure we don't, if you Okay. <laughs> All right. Certificate of Liberty County Board of Commissioners Certificate of Recognition is proudly presented to Thomas Neely for attendance and participation in the Liberty County Youth Commission Program presented Tuesday, August 4th, signed by yours truly and Mr. Larry Murray, Jr. Coordinator. So, where is it? Mr. Brown going to fuss that up, but hurry up. Got it? Congratulations, sir. Proud of you, sir. Thank you. Proud of you. Proud of you. Come visit now when you come yeah. home. I won't. All right. We should have invited your parents to come, but. Yes. Mm -mm. That's sweet. Now, is Mercer doing online or are they doing. Uh, They're doing special classes. Yeah. A lot of changes. Oh, really? Yeah, because yeah, uh, actually, Thomas, uh, you're leaving next week, right? Uh, 11. Next week. <laughs> <laughs> Two weeks. I'll take care. All right. Good to see young people with a lot of talent, using the talent wisely. All that's not lost without young people. And, and, and hopefully, you know, uh, we can try to start bringing that, that, that good talent back to Liberty County. Yes, sir. You know, that's our job to make it where they want to come back. Right. All right. Now down to some business. My friends from LCPC, we'll hear from you at this time. Let's see, it's all, it's all rezoning, so um, yes, we have to go into public hearing. So move, Mr. Chair. Is there a second? Second. I think you got some people downstairs. All in favor? Yeah. Now in the public hearing. Yeah. Huh? You got some people downstairs, isn't it? 
Yes, sir. I believe Joey's going to get him. Okay. okay, hold on. Then we'll. Uh, they've, they, we, They're not here for this one. Okay, well, let's go with that one then. Okay. Uh, all right, so rezoning 2020-19-LC, a petition submitted by Mamie Housel, the owner to rezone one acre of land from AR1 to R2A. Uh, property is located at the intersection of South Coastal Highway and Baconton Road, parcel 188004, located in District 1. Ms. Housel intends to split this property in half and place a second mobile home there. Uh, we've already worked out everything with the uh, health department, so no problems with that. Uh, here's our uh, public notification. This is an acre of land, you said? Uh, yes, sir. We're gonna. She wants to uh, two trailers on one acre. Uh, you yes, you can do two she's, on one. So she's rezoning the whole acre because mm -hmm. uh, right now she's in AR1 zoning, which doesn't allow for less than an acre of land. Mm -hmm. So she's rezoning it so that she can cut it into two one half acre lots. I forgot there's specific rules, but I know in the country you can do it. In the rural areas you can do it. Uh, yes, yes, sir. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, here's a vicinity map. Uh, as I said, this is South Coastal Highway running this way. There's Bacontown. Uh, and there's the lot in question right on the corner. Uh, a little bit closer up, you can see there's one single wide mobile home there. She's planning to put another one right there. Uh, as far as zoning, uh, mostly AR1 around. There's uh, B2 with the plant here. But uh, yeah, agricultural zoning mostly. Uh, which uh, I'll, I'll mention, you know, agricultural AR1 is, a, is still a residential zoning, so this is still, um, you know, in keeping with the surrounding areas. Uh, property does have reasonable economic value as currently zoned. Uh, it does conform to the JLUS. This property is designated for rural mixed use, so this would include rural housing, of course. Uh, there will not be an adverse effect on the value and usability of nearby properties. There are other residences nearby. Uh, the zoning proposal will not create an undue burden on transportation. This will not allow for short-term gain at the expense of long-term goals. Uh, this could possibly uh, cause a domino effect. Others may want to divide their lots as well on the same route. Uh, there are no unique historical sites which may be adversely impacted. Uh, part of this parcel is in a flood zone. It's like a corner, though. It wouldn't affect the home. Uh, there is uh, no spot zoning involved here and unique conditions. Uh, although the property is zoned AR1, it is already being used as a residence. This isn't really changing the use. Uh, rezoning is really, again, just to be able to cut the lot in half. So LCPC is recommending approval with standard conditions. Okay. All right. Just a technical question. Do, do you really cut it in half? Physically in half, is that uh, what you oh, do? Uh, yeah, yes, sir. Uh, let me see here. Or do you just carve out a piece for the, Going back. <clears throat> the new? So uh, she's actually having her daughter move in there. Okay. Um, she's getting uh, a second single wide home, so she's going to uh, cut it like right that way. Right, okay. And then have another uh, house here. Uh, they, as I said, we talked to the health department, and they said they, she has room to, to put in the uh, um, another septic there because they got a that. community water system here. Mm -hmm. So uh, we didn't find any problems with it. Okay. Just okay. How close is that, How close is that going to be to the highway, Bacon Town Road? Oh, uh, now th well, this is Bacon Town Road right here, and this is South Coastal Highway. So uh, up to 84, you mean? Right. It's, 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 a, it's a good ways down. I think it's talking about the setback. Mm -hmm. Oh, oh, we talking about setbacks? Yeah. Uh, let's see. Uh, that'll be have to be at least if if she's using this as the entrance, which this is currently the access point. Uh, that's going to need to be 25 feet from the front here and 15 from the sides here. Mm -hmm. Basically the same distance as this one. Mm 
All right, Commissioner Stevens. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Commissioner uh, Stevens, where does Tammy and Junior Carter live off? Where are they at? They, my point is not working. If you go back, yeah, they're on back. Go back now. where the, the picture you had. Oh, back. <clears throat> yeah. If you go up to the right corner, Junior, see that road right, right there? That's where he's at. It's a road, little road going up anyway. Junior, where Carter stays at? No, I'm sorry. I thought he no, stayed no, no, behind. No no. no, no, that's uh. I thought he stayed up the Bickerton Road. That's uh Briola Road. You have to come back to your left up top. Yeah, that's right. It's I sitting up in there. In there yeah. somewhere. That's not too far from where Mr. Wade Camp used to have a truck. Work on the trucks right there on the corner. Which, and that's on 17, almost in front of Briola Road. Okay. Yeah. Right. Now mm -hmm. I know where you're going. It's right there in the section. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> any other questions? Was there any petitioners? Um, were there any? No, sir. No, okay. All right. Okay. All right. Yes, sir, Chair, into the motion. I make a motion that we follow the recommendation of LCPC on this rezoning. Second. Motion to approve and a second has been given. Any further discussion? There being none, all in favor, raise your right hand, please. Motion passes, the rezoning is approved. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, so I believe this is what we have our petitioners here for. Uh, this is rezoning 2020-20-LC. A uh, petition was submitted by Mr. Claude Dryden on behalf of Dryden Enterprises. He zoned 75.97 acres of land, more or less, from AR1 to a PUD. The property is located on Isle of Wight Road, just north of the intersection with Highway 84, and it's further described as a portion of parcel 241D60. Uh, the owners are Hewing Gale Jeffers. You may have heard this uh, referred to as the Jeffers Tract. Uh, this parcel is located in District 1 as well. The proposed development is a new subdivision with a maximum of 232 new homes. The city of Midway will be providing water and sewer to this subdivision. Uh, just a quick note, this went to the city of Midway last year. It was actually over a year ago now. Uh, they voted not to annex that area in, but they voted to uh, provide water and sewer. So uh, that has come back around to y'all. Okay. All right. Uh, it's a legal ad as well as our sign. Uh, narrative, the proposed development along Isle of Wight will consist of one tract containing various sizes of single-family detached homes and passive parks as outlined in this general development plan. A PUD zoning will be required to accommodate the uses on site, allowing the developer to increase the housing options available. Roadways, utilities, open space, wetlands, and stormwater will be designed with the entire site in mind instead of individual use. As the site plan is finalized, roadway connections, both pedestrian and vehicular, and individual use boundaries will be pushed and pulled to create a more cohesive plan. At the same time, the county can feel comfortable that density, character, lot, size, and other items approved as part of the zoning will remain unchanged. Uh, we'll get to a map in just a minute, and you'll be able to get a better, uh, better picture. Uh, but the t again, total acreage here, we got about 72.29 acres. Uh, about 63 of that is developable, and the rest of this is wetlands. Uh, again, 232 maximum homes. It could be less than that. And uh, density is uh, four units per acre. Uh, just to give you a quick idea of where we are, if you're going down 84 this way and Isle of Wight's just on your left here, you go up about like quarter, maybe third of a mile, and that'll take you to this tract here. Uh, there's only one access point, which I'll show you, and I'll zoom up here. So again, currently zoned AR1. Uh, as is most of the surrounding area. We've got a lot of R2 plots <coughs> here. Um, I will say, uh, just from glancing at uh, overhead map, I think a lot of these are empty, uh, but they are zoned R2. 
Uh, again, this is the uh, this is I-84 right here, coming up Isle of Wight, and it's on your right here. What, what kind of lots are those in the yellow? Uh, those are R2, which is for single-family homes. Okay, but they're not. As I say, yeah, I, I, I believe they're mostly owned by one person, James, okay. uh, James something Jr. Okay. I don't remember off the top of my head, but okay. most of them are empty. Okay. Uh, all right, so it's for the subdivision. Uh, so again, here's Isle of Wight Road. Uh, there is only one uh, entrance point to this subdivision right here. Uh, again, there are four types of, uh, of homes. Patio, single, small family, large single family, and executive. You can see the, the, the general regions that those, those homes will be in. Uh, so we have the smaller lots right at the front, and then they get gradually larger, and then the largest at the back. Uh, these are the proposed uh, front <coughs> setbacks. Uh, you'll see we'll get there in a bit, but uh, SCPC is recommending that uh, y'all uh, give a special condition to change this front setback to 15 feet instead of 10, as we have been doing for the last year or so. Uh, so while, while we're looking at the map, does anyone have any questions? So, so only a small part of it is frontage to Isle of Wight Road. Most of it is off yes, the road. Uh, yes, sir. This okay. is the only access point to the okay. subdivision. Okay. And that's, that's that curve. Is that that first curve or second curve, right? Uh, I think it's that first curve, pretty sure. Let me pull back to this big one. Yep, yep, right there. First curve there. So the fire station is going to be beyond that? On that uh, yes, sir. Yeah, beyond that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, this is this is not even that far. Like, if you look at the, you know, where that uh, what is that that fenced-in place right here with the uh, the docks docks thing. Yeah, dock supply, Mindy Morrill. Uh, that's her right there. And then it's, like I said, maybe like a third of the mile, a third of a mile up from here. Okay. So that 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 purple is the city limits of Midway, right? Uh, yes, right sir. There. Yes, it is. Okay. All right, bring it back here. Uh, actually, this might be a good point to get to next. Uh, this is a, a little bit closer look at the access way here, um, and Marcus can probably better describe what they're going to be doing there. But they'll be they'll be clearing some uh, trees for uh, to to increase the view for people coming and going from this area. Okay. So, uh, property has reasonable economic value is currently zoned. Uh, it does conform to the JLUS. This property conforms to the comprehensive plan. It is designated for low-density residential use. Uh, this actually does fall in uh, the category of low-density residential. Uh, there will not be an adverse effect on the value and usability of nearby properties. Uh, the proposed use is suitable in view of nearby uses. The surrounding properties are mostly forested and undeveloped. Uh, as far as a undue burden on transportation, possibly, the increased traffic might exacerbate an existing <coughs> congestion problem at the intersection of Highway 84 and Isle of Wight Road. Uh, that's, you know, right where the, the liquor store and the subway is. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, this would not create a short-term uh, gain at the expense of long-term goals, uh, would not cause a domino effect, no unique historical sites. Uh, portions of this property are in the AE flood zone. Uh, most of the area that's being built on is not, but uh, portions of it are. Uh, the spot is, uh, sorry, would not be considered spot zoning, and we have no other unique conditions uh, to support approval or denial. Uh, LCPC is recommending standard and special conditions approval for this. And just to reiterate, um, Mr. Dryden is uh, asking for a 10-foot front setback for these homes, uh, for, for one set of the homes, and we're recommending that uh, we increase that to 15 feet, uh, as we have been doing with all our other subdivisions. All right. Uh, I can answer any questions from y'all. Question, Mr. Chair. Have a traffic study been composed up on that road yet? 
Uh, no, sir. I don't believe one is required from uh, the current, uh, I guess the current traffic count, one is not required at the moment. Well, the reason why I'm asking about that one because I noticed down at Olive White and 84, with traffic like it is right now, it's a major problem. Yes, sir. Um, I don't know how we're gonna handle this, but I know in, if, we, if this does get approved, it's gonna create a problem because if you have someone trying to make a left turn going toward 95, mm -hmm. and that person cannot get out of 84, traffic is backed up and also traffic is backed up on Quarterman Road. Yes, sir. Actually, that's a good point. Let me pull back here. Uh, the, we're, we're actually a little more concerned about the Quarterman Road thing because of the trash site there. And uh, let's see here. Quarterman Road is, that's on the, on the opposite side, correct? Uh, yes, sir. <coughs> yeah, it can't, yeah, here it is. So this is the right. intersection right there. Mm -hmm. And then Quarterman Road kind of dips at a diagonal right there. Uh, it, it's, it's already pretty uh, difficult to get in and out of that road specifically, but a little better here. Yeah, y'all can see here, we, you turn in here and it immediately uh, juts right. off this way. Mm -hmm. Yes, sir. Uh, but yeah, as I said, as far as we're aware, we're not, this, uh, this traffic count isn't high enough to warrant a full traffic study yet. Who, who made that determin determination? Uh, were you certified in doing that? 30 years, yes, sir. That doesn't mean you're certified. <laughs> I am certified. Okay. All right. <clears throat> well, like I say, I know it's a problem. Yes, sir. Now, also with the convenience center to mm -hmm. this board, will we have to, I know what I'm probably going to hear is that they're going to have pickup service. But what's going to happen when we get down to the uh, dry trash, the mattress, the refrigerator, they're going to take it right there to the Cortland Road Convenience Center. Well, a new house. It's already being overused now. Yes, sir. So there, there is will that put an extra burden on the county that we would have to expand that? Because it's going to happen. Uh, yes, sir. I believe Marcus can probably speak a little better to that for the, well, for the, the uh, trash, right? Disposal, waste disposal. Does yeah. anyone else have any questions quickly before we move on? No, I want to. I want to hear from uh, Marcus. Going to speak on behalf of the project. Uh, he's just here for. I, I tell you, I was in that road and I frequent that area a good bit. I really never noticed a traffic jam at that intersection on. Uh, I hadn't either. On 84. Uh, I have seen it. On drive. I mean, I, I was in there three times a day, coming in and out. Mm -hmm. There was no, not a bit of traffic jam. I don't know where Mr. Stevens, and I'm sure he's seeing something I don't see. Mm -hmm. but, uh, I, I've never had a problem going into Isle of Wight mm -hmm. off that highway. Try coming out at about 4 o'clock in the afternoon. Nothing's been backed up. And right now, there's that highway's pretty much dead. There's no traffic out there right now. Even. Uh, causes this virus, maybe? I don't know. But uh, traffic's not that heavy. Traffic. Yeah. I could tell. Thank you. Uh, Commissioner, you, you make a good point. I, I happen to live on Isle of Wight Road at the, at the back end of it. Um, so I drive it frequently as well, at least twice a day, uh, sometimes more. It's, um, 
I don't see a problem at the intersection right now. Oftentimes, I'm, I'm behind three or four cars max. Um, mm -hmm. Now, that's on Isla White Road, not necessarily uh, Quarterman Road. Quarterman may stack up a little more than that. But even if it does, um, and, and uh, well, to, to back up even a little, a little more, we didn't do a full traffic study, but we definitely explored the traffic out there. Can I take my mask off, or do I need to keep yeah, it? Yeah, you can take it while you're talking. Um, it just feels so, so weird. Um, we, we did explore the traffic. We didn't do a full traffic study. We worked with LCPC early on, and, and you have to forgive me, the project is greater than a year old. I used to have all this stuff memorized. Um, but we did find that Isla White is underutilized as a roadway. Um, based on the traffic counts, I think it was somewhere 30 to 40, maybe even less than that percent underutilized. Do you remember those numbers? The latest counts are 1,700 trips per day on Isla White Road. Yeah. Um, so it's very underutilized. So based off of those numbers and the, inter and, and the traffic that we see at the intersection, we didn't feel that a, a full traffic study was warranted. It's something we could do in the design phase of the project just to see how those turn turning movements work. I would expect that probably 80 to 90 percent of the traffic that's generated from the subdivision is going to be turning right and not left um, Monday through Friday to go to work. Uh, there may be some small percentage of them that turns left that heads towards 95. Um, obviously, if you are turning left, your, your wait time gets a little longer. Um, but I still don't think it's anything that's, that's out of the ordinary for an intersection in, in Liberty County. So you don't see a need for a right turning lane? Um, you know, w whether a right turning lane would, would be warranted or not, I could look at my- I'm sorry, a left turning, a uh, left, where that when you come out, if the traffic going to I-95, if they can't make a left turn, it stalls out the rest of the traffic behind them because there's no way for you to make a right turn coming to Hinesville. That's right. I don't think that the delay would warrant a left turn lane there, uh, something that we could look at when we get into the site planning process. Um, if it did, my fear would be, based on the convenience center, where Quarterman Road is um, and the fact that it's a DOT right-of-way, it would snowball um, into a very complex project and one that may not should be born um, by one single developer. Um, already, Quarterman Road is probably um, not too much more than 100 feet from that intersection, which is a complication. Um, we don't have a, a zoomed-in shot of it, um, but between that and the convenience center, it could get complicated in, in redefining that intersection there if we had to go down that road, if it were warranted. I don't know that it, I don't think it would be. Um, in, in trash collection, this will have an HOA. It will have trash pickup service. Obviously, we couldn't preclude people from using the convenience center there. That would be an, an impossibility. Um, I will say that the convenience center is, is used a lot. There's no doubt about it. Um, just, just the other day, I by I, taxpayers. By taxpayers, I asked my son to take some of our yard trash there, and he called me and he said he was coming back home because there were six or seven cars lined up on a Sunday afternoon, um, shortly after opening. So there is, there is, um, especially on Sundays, not so much during the week, but on Sundays, uh, that convenience center is is used a lot. Um, and I'm I can't stand here and tell you that this subdivision is going to make it better. Right, it is going to add some traffic. It is going to add some use to the to the convenience center. We fully realize that. Any other questions? Questions for Mr. Sack while he's up. Is Let me just ask you something, Mr. Marcus, just for curiosity. How many, from your point on into the Isle of Wight, and maybe Commissioner Stevens, how many residents are behind there now? 
How many live in that area? I, I, I counted them. Yeah, I counted them on Isle of Wight one time. Again, this was over a year ago. But it, it was, I know it was at least over 400 and probably approaching 500 residences on Isle of Wight. So the intersection is already what you wanted, this word that you were using earlier. I mean, the intersection there has already got a little bit of an issue, but everybody's dealing with it, right? I mean, I know our job is not to worry too much about what the DOT wants to do, but right now the, the road going in and out of Isle of Wight Road is sufficient to carry the traffic that's on there. It, the it, city it is. Of Midway said it would be, if they'd annexed it, they would have been fine with them. That's right. Okay. And, and, and the thing about traffic is, and, and this may go to um, our difference of opinion, is that traffic is subjective. Uh, terrible traffic for me may not be terrible traffic for you. Um, it, it's kind of like people that speed down the road. It's, it's, it, it's in the eye of the beholder. Let's just say South Main and Eunice. That's traffic. Yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm not, I'm not right. trying to get into weeds, yeah. but I, I yeah, I'm saying South Main and Eunice Road. Like, I can show you uh, 600 beat trips a day on Martin Road, Stacy Drive, and Hinesville. In the subdivision I live in, 600. And I know uh, e even off, coming off of Olive Street onto a yep. full board. There, there's more than that. So <laughs> I, I understand yep. traffic's not the issue. I'm just. The, the existing roadway at going into the Isle of Wight, y'all feel good about it? And yes, sir. You'll have a turning lane to go into your subdivision. Um, we, we haven't contemplated a turning lane into the subdivision, but we could certainly do that. It would just be like a, a little turn off. Kind of like we got out uh, on 196 and into the um, Griffin, Park. Griffin, Park. Griffin Park area. A desail lane, a full yeah, desail lane. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'd have to ask. Mr. Dryden about that, I'd, I'd hate to answer for <laughs> spend his money, you know, um, but it's something we could look at, even well, if it's a smaller version of it. The main issue is, is the roadway suitable? I mean, we, we've got a decent roadway out there, and I think when Commissioner Giller and I rode up to the fire station, that's the reason why I want to look at it. I, I noticed that it was, a, it was a pretty decent road, thanks to Commissioner Stevens. He keeps it taken care of out there, but... The roadway is sufficient. Now, you know, yes, sir. everybody's impacted on Isle of Wight Road. Whenever anybody moves on Isle of Wight, the intersection is impacted. So the, the road was impacted 30 years ago. Mm -hmm. So right now, it's not going to make any difference if it's impacted anymore. It can't go the other way, so it's got to come out to 84. That, that's correct. Okay. And, and when we, we initially started looking at this project as, as having potential, we were really excited because it is closer to 84. It's not like we're on the far back end of, of a long road. We're up close to the main corridor where folks can get there, get there quickly, and there's not a whole lot of pressure on the entire length of the road right. um, mm -hmm. like Isla White has. So the fact that it's there up close to Highway 84 is a benefit. Yep, that's true. And those folks that get in there and get off of Isla White Road, actually, it being mm -hmm. that close to 84. That's right. Mr. Uh, Chair, real quick, I guess this is for uh, Sack. Uh, can, can you elaborate a little bit about the, the area that uh, you all have reserved for the site distance? I can. Um, we do realize, I think in the, in the ordinance, there is a requirement to have two entrances if you're over so many lots. And obviously, this project uh, doesn't have enough road frontage to have a second outlet. Um, so what we're doing to 
combat that is we're going to not have any lots up there where those two dark black areas are. Mm -hmm. We're not going to have any lots up there by Isle of White Road. We're going to clear that area so that we've got full visibility in each direction. We're also placing that roadway at the apex of the curve so that the driver can easily see in both directions. I think the GDOT standard is 500 linear feet of line of sight distance and we exceed that in both directions here. Now this is based on um, imagery and not necessarily full survey data because we're in the planning stages, but we'll ensure that that happens when we get into the full design. Right. And then, um, go ahead. I, I was just look, looking at, at the, the plans. Uh, you all said with like 15% patio, those are roughly around what, what type of square footage? That's 4,500 square feet. So it's uh, generally anywhere from a 40 to a 45 foot front with 100 to 115 foot depth. That's the smaller um, house. It's usually the more affordable. Right, that's that's what I was getting at. You, you, yeah. But you said, what was the square footage on the patio? The, well, so not the house. The oh, lot, okay, I was going to say that. The square footage is actually pretty high, though. Yeah. Uh, it's a surprisingly big house when you walk through it. Would you say 2,000 square feet on the patios? Wow. Yeah. Okay. Right. Mm -hmm. Good size house. Right. Uh, low, low maintenance. Okay. Right. Right. I, I, I was I was just looking at at, at this plan, uh, and, and I, I know throughout Liberty County and also in Hinesville, you know, we we've, we've been looking at you know housing shortage, and especially looking at affordable housing. And I mean, I, I just wish somewhere in my district. Every time I see these plans, I wish we had some raw land, but right. I just don't have that. Marcus, is uh, is this utilizing all of the acreage? It's close. So this is a planned unit development. Um, there are some s small wetlands back there. There's a little bit of flood zone in the back too. Okay. Um, so we'll probably utilize that flood zone, make it more detention. We'll have some little pocket parks in there. Um, so there'll be some common area. That common area will be maintained by the HOA. Um, Mr. Dryden has had success with HOAs. I know some HOAs in the past mm -hmm. haven't done that well. Mm -hmm. uh, Mr. Dryden holds on to that HOA till the last house is built and then he turns it over. And um, we've seen success of late uh, with HOAs and being able to, for them to maintain their own common areas. It's important for the neighborhood. So there's no room for expansion? Um, you know, I, I have <laughs> said no, there's not before. And then we're working on, I think, phase 12 of Griffin Park. Okay. <laughs> um, okay. So, um, that's a little difficult for me to answer. I don't, yeah. I don't foresee an expansion right now, but it could happen. Now, the reason why I asked that question, because if there's room for expansion, then we might would need to look, you all might need to look for another entry, exit, exit way coming out to yes, sir, 84. That's why I asked that question. Yes, sir. Yeah. Good recommendation. Uh, Marcus, I just um, that part of 84 doesn't have a, a center turning lane, does it? It, it does come yeah. into that, that part that, if you're coming from Hinesville. Okay, and I I don't know if you can answer this question, um, but that's 232 houses, and I mean you, you've been in development business. How how much? Um, I mean, how much car traffic do, do you think that would? Usually that would you figure around six cars per house. Six, not six cars. Not six cars. Six, six <laughs> trips per day, right, um, okay. per house. But let, let me say a lot of trips. 232 <laughs> homes would be <laughs> the max two. density if we used every square foot in that development. I don't think we're going to get there. We'll be under 200, I suspect. Okay. Um, but even still, that would be six trips per day. And that, 
I think that's a little high for I was like young area. people. I've done yeah. I've done some um, <laughs> traffic studies in our area, and it usually Things comes to out do. to average mm -hmm. three to five. Mm -hmm. And I, and I, I do know you know you mentioned Griffin Park here in Hinesville, and um, I go in and out of there you know two or three times a week you know on my on my day job, but um, and that's. I'll just take a wild guess over 700 houses. You're, you're close. But but, but it, it's not a city by itself. It's not a bottleneck mm -mm. Uh, trying to get in or, or, or get out. Mm -hmm. The traffic is on 196, mm -hmm. and 196 is a state highway. Good point. And um, you know, so the 196 traffic takes care of itself. I think the highway 84 yeah. being a state highway, mm -hmm. I think uh, that traffic would take care of itself. And any um, adjustment or modification. That the county would have to make on a on a county road, which is what Outer White Road is, would be something that um, that we would have to do down the line. But um, like anything, like any new development and traffic being part of a new development, it'll take care of itself. You, you know, if we find out if it's built, if we find out uh, a year from now, five years from now, that we need to um, get permission from the DOT at the intersection to do what Commissioner Stevens talked about, um, put a, a left turn lane or a right turn lane or, um, God forbid, even a traffic light. All, all of that takes care of itself. I mean, you know, right now, it is no problem. You build it, and it will be some impact, but what the impact is would, you know, it, it is, it'll be what it is when it is that, I mean, you know, it's, it's, you, you can sit here now and say, well, this is going to happen. And I'll say, not until it happens. And when it happens, that's when you deal with it. You could prepare for something that may not happen. I mean, you said 232, and then you said probably 200. So that's 32 less. Right. And I, I would think, um, and, and I, I'm not down there that often, coming out of um, Isle of White Road, um, and I don't know what the traffic count is coming from, from 95 going toward Hinesville, but making a right turn and getting out of there should be, no problem. Should be pretty, mm. pretty easy, mm. the right turn part. Now, there is an impact from where the transfer station is and where Quarterman Road intersects to Isle of White Road, but, you know, getting out of Isle of White Road to go right toward Hinesville should be a pretty easy transition. That's just my thought. But but again, if it's not, then you, you make that adjustment when it happens. That's right. I mean, obviously, we always want to, and you guys do a great job as a county, to put your best foot forward when we're planning things like this. And I think if it were a larger development, there would be some, some mitigations that might have to occur, um, not necessarily for this small of a development. Even though here we think of a 200-home development as being big, it's really not that big. To your point in Griffin Park, you're exactly right. I think we're approaching 600 homes right now, and human nature would would cause you to expect that there would be this huge um, traffic in the mornings it's coming not, out of yeah, uh, Miles not. Crossing, which is the main road to Highway 196. It's but it's not. just not there, it's not. Um, and that's just kind of how how traffic works. You mm. you expect it to be a, a big deal, and then it's usually not. Well, we we did have to change our garbage route because of Griffin Park, but yeah. it, not not because of the traffic, <laughs> because of the number of houses. That's right. Mr. Chairman, I was just going to add in on Griffin Park, and there's no doubt Dryden Enterprises have been in Liberty County a long time, and they developed a lot of nice 
subdivisions, including Griffin Park, and that's probably one reason we'll have to do a rezone after the census because <laughs> Griffin Park is in my subdivision. <laughs> I mean, not my subdivision, in my district, Mr. Dryden, but I appreciate the fact that he is willing and he and they do have the the uh, the staff and I see them out there at Griffin Park cutting the grass still and keeping it clean and also, uh, you know, they those little black dots you got there, you know, that's that it's just clean at Griffin Park. That those folks coming in and out there will be able to see what's coming or going. Right. And I, I've really not seen that much traffic jam at Griffin Park, and I come by there two or three times a day. So I don't have any problem with this because I know that people are really wanting to move into this type of affordable housing in this area, and I, I believe that he'll do really well, and, and I'm glad to see it come on board on the tax base. I'm and it's been a long time as, in, as the, a in the in the making. And Mr. Claude, driving, they've always built nice homes for people, and, and uh, I appreciate the fact that they yeah. do that. Uh, uh, the, and don't take it out of the community that he's been able to build them here. Mr. Chairman, I have one other question. Uh, uh, Joey, this is probably a question for you. The, um, the convenience center, and um, if, let's say, Republic or some um, some other hauler, you know, a solid waste hauler, if they contract to, you know, with the, to pick up the garbage in there, if, uh, if they're contracted with Republic, would they still be allowed to use the convenience center? Depend, depends on what service Republic offers in there. Um, generally, Republic does not offer it, full service pickup. Just household garbage and not bulk trash. And so if that's the case, they would still use the convenience center. They'd be charged only for bulk goods and dry goods to do that without mm -hmm. okay, okay. Yeah, they, they, they give they, them a discount if they go with a private carrier they just give them a discount and they, they still use the convenience center that's correct that's, that's right. what i said yeah, yeah they, they don't they don't pay the pickup residential garbage right. pickup fee they just pay for the, the bulk goods right, right. Give the, and they pay the solid waste fee they'll still pay a portion of the mm -hmm. fee. Mm -hmm. okay. mr chairman uh, I just you know we everybody else has got to speak but you know i, I just for a moment, tell us what your feeling is on it as far as it going. I mean, with industrial park three miles down the road, I, I think this would be, you know, the affordable housing. Mm -hmm. I mean, what's mm -hmm. your feeling on uh, uh, I, I'm gonna, that uh, allow me, please, sir, if you will, I will do that. But let me let me make sure because I see some people in the audience. Anyone come to speak on the on the opposite side of this uh, presentation? Hmm? Thank you all for hearing us out. Thank you, sir. Who's that person? Uh, Mr. Chairman, I want to add real quickly that we did receive a petition just a few hours ago. We, we circulated it. Yeah. Oh, yes, sir. I believe. I, I think you all have copies. Oh, I thought it was a, okay. Um, we had we have had a lot of phone calls about it as well. So. Okay. All right. All right. All right. Who's who, who's speaking? Come on. This public here. Come to the mic. Mm -hmm. Come to the mic. You can take your mic off when you get to the mic if you want. You can take your mask off. Here. Mm -hmm. I'm sorry. Mike. <laughs> Thank you. We all getting <laughs> The owner of the property that sits next to where they plan to make this house subdivision. Mm -hmm. And in this curve, I hear you all talking about the beginning of the Isle of White Road. Mm -hmm. 63 years we've been in the curve. Mm -hmm. You've got a one way in, one way out, and they are going to enter this highway on this curve. That is not going to be good. That's all I have. 
Could, could you just, ma'am, could you, I know we got your name downstairs, but just for the, the, ver, the audio, could My you? My name is Odessa Roberts Rice. So, Odessa, where are you on the, I, I know where Mrs. Uh, Holmes live. We're joined for that. You're joined? We're to the right. You're to the right of the? The right oh. of them. Okay. Past them. Okay. Okay. And that is a lot of traffic. Okay. That yeah. curve is dangerous. Mm. One way in and one way out. Mm -hmm. Okay. All right. Thank you, ma'am. Your name, please, ma'am, for the record. Alice Quarterman. Oh, hey. <laughs> I own um, 118 Ola Lane on Isle White Highway. And the little road that we come out, you can't hardly get out of it. By the time the car come around the curb, you have to sit there and wait a little while to see if there's a car coming. I saw one morning a bad accident. The guy have not got up recovered from it yet um, because they were making a delivery and the guy that was coming from Isle White did not see the truck that was going to stop for delivery and he hit the person itself. So, and even you saying Quarterman Road, that's another part of me. If I left Willoughby Lane and went down Quarterman Road, to come out to get out. I still have an issue because I have to sit to the corner of uh, Quarterman Road to wait for the traffic from Isle White, and I have to wait for the turning traffic from 84 and the one that's turning if they're coming down 196, 195 Quarterman Road. So I think is it, there's a bad curve there. I don't see where they can make that safe for a subdivision. Okay. Thank you, ma'am. <clears throat> yes, sir. Yes, sir. My name is Dun Duncan Re Reagan, and I live on Sunshine Lake Road, and I've maintained a res residence there since 1984, and I use that road every day, seven days a week. Um, and I hate to talk down a Claude Dryden uh, project because I've, I've known Claude since 1983 and I've enjoyed every talk we've ever had. So it kind of hurts me to, to talk down something that he's interested in, in doing. He's a great guy in, in my book. But I think 232 houses with one way in and one way out on a limited road like Isle of Wight it, it, it's, to me, I'm not an engineer like Mr. Sack is, but it just seems insane. I mean, it, it's, it's too, uh, everybody was um, expressing concern about what's happening at uh, Highway 84, and there at a place that we call the dump, the re recycling <laughs> center, and that's going to be congested, but I'm nervous and very nervous about one way in and one way out, and I'm thinking about 232 houses, a greater portion of them emptying out to go to work in the mornings on Monday, uh, school buses coming in and out of there, uh, uh, kids going to school, and one way in and one way out. 
on Alawite Road. I don't see it working. I just, it, it's scary to, to me. Um, give me just a second. I had one more thing. I'm 71 years old, so I don't, uh, yeah. I don't recall like I used to. Um, I wish there was another exit, you know, at least. Uh, I think this is going to be a dangerous thing. Uh, I'm, and I'm also thinking about what's it going to be like now. Uh, Mr. Sachs, an engineer, and Claude is an experienced um, of build, build, builder, but I'm thinking about thousands of dump trucks going in and out of there, and heavy equipment, and construction crews, and all of that in the process of building this thing while the rest of us are trying to get to work or go to the IGA or whatever. I think that sums up about everything I wanted to say. Thank you. Thank you, sir. Thank you, sir. Mr. Sack, you want to address any of that? <clears throat> and then I'm going to do like Commissioner. Um, let, me, let me do this um, while you're coming. Mr. Brown, I, I do know that the uh, DOT median will be in that area. I know we don't have a timetable on that, but you might want to. I'm not sure if you all even know that. Uh, so that, that area is part of the, the long range, it's out in really long range, uh, media <laughs> enhancement project that'll run from I-95 all the way to the other county line. Uh, that section, in fact, is not one that's even in the 30% list uh, for mm -hmm. media improvement track. Mm -hmm. But yes, yeah, so that is in long, long range uh, for that area. Okay. Right and, and, and as a note, and Mr. Rickson would tell you this too, that any, any traffic light warrants or anything, since it is a state highway, have to be approved by GDOT. Yeah, so, yeah. you know, mm -hmm. I know that there was some, you know, requirement of a traffic light. Obviously, we couldn't do that without GDOT on the state route. So, uh, the traffic numbers would have to warrant it before they would even consider it. Consider it. it. And, mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I was just on a, well, Never mind. I was on uh, talk about that. I, I mean, I understand oh, the concern. How that works, okay. right? I understand the concern of, of, about the traffic, but uh, just like Mr. Ryan was saying, I mean, before you could really truly uh, warrant from G dot, you know, mm -hmm. you, we can't anticipate it's going to be an issue. You know, it has to already be an issue already in place, so you know they could get the, the traffic light. Yeah. Yes. Right. So you, you have to have the traffic warrant, and this goes back yeah. to. Uh, what we talked about earlier where it's human nature to think that it's going to be all of these cars coming to the intersection at one time when you talk about six trips a day that's six trips throughout a 24-hour period a lot of our uh, residents work a night shift uh, they're not yeah. they're not even leaving during the day so in terms of well, the virus has got some effect well, well, that, but, but, you know, <laughs> hopefully that's not a long term now they're not <laughs> on the road as much mm -hmm. that's true that we may be moving into that but um, in, in terms of, you know, if we go back to Griffin Park with over 600 homes at one time. Um, 700. So, 700. That's <laughs> <laughs> um, growing. At, at one time, there was, a, um, there was an agreement with GDOT to put a signal there. Well, um, GDOT changed their regulations, and now it doesn't warrant a signal. We couldn't even put a signal there if we wanted to. Um, so we went from being required to do it to not required to do it. Um, in terms of one way in and one way out, um, Isle of White only has one way in and one way out. Absolutely. Um, and it's over two bridges, right? Uh, one mm -hmm. over 95, one over Jones Creek. Is that Jones Creek? Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, and it's not that bad. It's a nice ride. I enjoy it um, at least twice a day. So um, I just I, I understand his position and why he thinks the way that he does. Um, but I don't think it's going to be as bad as it is. Now, I will say this. Um, we have had talks before um, with Quarterman Road. 
and maybe doing some, sh maybe a stop bar, some striping or something, we could work with the county engineer there just to try to keep a gap there so folks can turn into Quarterman Road or turn out of Quarterman Road and get folks to stop short ahead of 84. That might be helpful over there. Um, we'd be willing to work with Trent on that and see if it makes sense uh, when we get into the design phase of this. But um, I think I think I've talked as much as I need. Mm -hmm. Anybody yeah, have any other questions? Question, mm -hmm. Yeah, we're just we're discussing really the result. We have nothing to do with building houses. We're not going through the preliminaries or anything. We're just yeah. discussing. Just to rezone. We're not giving them permission to build anything. That, that's great. I, and I was going to say that on the end, if, if, if allowed to, was that you're simply doing rezoning right now in the design phase and everything, traffic counts, all those things will come in, D cells, yeah. line of vision, all that's got to be addressed in the design phase. You'll have, we'll have a chance to see that again and, and, and take all these things into consideration. And, and there'll be public participation at that time also? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Okay. All right. All right. One final thing I'll say is when we were at the city of Midway meeting, there were several business owners there and um, they were really excited to hear about this project and, and some other projects coming to Midway. Yeah. Um, really excited to, to have some mm -hmm. Yeah. Thank you very much for Thank taking you. time to hear us out. I'll, yeah. I'll get out of your hair. Okay. I want to make sure, um, uh, Mr. Dessa and Ms. Corbin, this is, this is the rezone. They have to come back when they get all the building, all those kind of things done. So there'll be a second time when you, you can get to go to LCPC and then it'll come back to us again. sure you understood the process yeah okay let's put the process all right uh, yeah. commissioners yeah. I just want to reiterate that we are recommending uh, standard and special conditions uh, with that special condition again being that the minimum front setback for all lots should be 15 feet is that what your board voted on uh, the yes, special condition to 15 foot yes ma'am uh, setback and Currently, the, the patio lot is the only one that's it's supposed to have a 10-foot, but we're recommending that be increased. Just a patio lot's coming in? Yes, And then the rest, I'm going to have the 10. The rest of correct? them are already at where we want them to be. They're already at 15 or more. Are you? That's I, I'll pull back to that real quickly just to clarify. That's fine. Just so as you can see up here, uh, the uh, some of the lot standards. So front setback for the patio lots is uh -huh. currently 10 feet. We want to increase that to 15 feet to match with the rest of the lots there. Okay. All right, Mr. Chairman, you ready for a motion? I am. Yes, Mr. Chairman, I make a motion we approve the rezoning of the Jeffries Track Subdivision in compliance with the LCPC uh, special condition. Is there a second to the motion? Second. Motion and second we approve LCPC's rezoning. We're going to try to make sure everybody's clear. This is for rezoning only. Mm -hmm. We'll come back to us. All right. Um, any further discussion? Let me know. All in favor, raise your right hand, please. Those opposed. Mm -hmm. One opposed. Let me uh, let, let me make, uh, and we really need to start doing this. But for the video portion too, because it's kind of hard to see. So for, for that vote, there was six for and one against. Just for, just for the record, just for the video. Mm -hmm. okay. Yes, sir. I, uh, and, and, and Mr. Chair, in, in between this, uh, 
I, I know I know we have Hambo and everything, uh, but is like the city of Midway in, in that particular area participants with the Hambo? Hambo? Yeah, huh? They are. They are. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I thought I was thinking they were. Okay. They are. Mm -hmm. I, I was just making sure because yeah. mm -hmm. I, I know yeah. the reason why because you know just like how how they say about Atlanta how Atlanta's full. Mm -hmm. Oswald is almost full. Mm -hmm. so, yeah, they got to you know, go out. It's, mm -hmm. Development is is coming, so it's either gonna be to the east or the west. So I just wanted to make sure that that uh, we had some type of representation. Mm -hmm. let, let me say this before, Mr. Mr. Dryden here. Marcus and Mr. Dryden, we, we appreciate it always when a developer tries to work with the local community. So do all that you can to work with the local community. All right. Uh, their concerns are valid. Uh, uh, Commissioner Gillard, I guess he sold me up when he mentioned Griffin Park. That's a huge subdivision. Huge. And you can come out of there any time of day and not have a problem. I've been there too many times. Yeah. So 200 houses, there's nothing compared to that one. So the traffic in and out shouldn't, shouldn't be a problem. And, but, we, but we are committed, though, that uh, if we find out later on that it is a problem, we'll address it at that time. Exactly. Uh, that time. I, I know just for, you know, Commissioner Stevens had brought it up two years ago. There was a problem at um, Lewis Frazier in 84. Mm -hmm. yes. Or Bill Carter in 84. Mm -hmm. yeah. There was a problem. Mm -hmm. And the state didn't address it. We addressed it. We addressed it. So if there's an issue on Islands Highway, we'll address it. We'll address it. Yeah. But, you know, mm -hmm. let's just wait and see. I've mm -hmm. also seen us rezone property and it sit there for five years and nothing, nothing be built happens. on it. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, let's yeah. go ahead and, and mm -hmm. move forward. And, and, you know, I appreciate mm -hmm. the comments from the public too, but mm -hmm. I've known Mr. Dryden. I believe he builds a good subdivision. And I think, um, you know, the, the zoning request was, let, was, you know, something that we needed to do. So mm -hmm. we'll move on. I'm ready. Yeah. Next. Uh, that, that's part of the, the development we have in mind for Midway. So yes. well, we need some more rooftops. I tell you, they need a Kroger down there. <laughs> All right, All right, sir. One more. We just need to. We just need to adjourn and go back into regular session. We do. Wait a minute, don't we got? Do we have one more? Uh, this is not a, not a rezoning. No, we have one more rezoning. We do have a rezoning. I'm sorry. We have a third rezoning. Natalie. No, sorry. I thought I read ahead. I think this is a record. Three rezonings. Uh, yes, sir. Well, busy month. Uh, mm -hmm. All right, so uh, rezoning 2021. Or, my God, 2020-21 mm -hmm. LC. Sorry about that. A uh, petition was submitted by Natalie Madsen, owner, to rezone 0.75 acres of land from R1 to R2. That property is located at the intersection of Limerick Road and Lake Drive, that's, that's in Lake George, and is further described as parcel 260B45, and the parcel is located in District 4. Uh, this is our legal ad, as well as the sign out here. So just to give you an idea of where we are, uh, this is the whole Lake George area. We're all the way out at the end there near the coastline. Or not coastline, I suppose, but water. So this is the home in question. Uh, you can see all of these homes are zoned R2 currently. This one on the corner here on, this is Lake Drive running this way, and this is Limerick Road. Uh, Miss Matson has uh, access out right here at the edge of her property on the Limerick Road. So uh, she's asking to rezone this to R2 to match what the rest of the road looks like on Limerick uh, because she'd like to put in a double-wide mobile home. That's currently not allowed in R1 zoning. Uh, there, I want to just add that there are several double-wide mobile homes right next door to her in that zoning. 
so this is just to give you an idea of what Lake George looks like as a whole. You can see it's mostly R2, with just R1 kind of around the edges there. Uh, R1 kind of uh, leads to larger uh, site-built homes, where R2 allows for either that, or they could you know, go with a double-wide mobile home as well. Uh, so as far as site map, like I said, her access point is like right in here. Uh, she has no access on Lake Drive, I want to point out. This is a pretty, uh, you, you don't see it in the tax line here, but this is a pretty steep curve and there wouldn't be any way to make access out onto Lake Drive from there. Uh, so, coming off Limber. Uh, yes, sir. So yeah, so yeah. I got you. I got All the way down Limber. Uh, Ms. Matson also went and spoke to uh, her, her neighbors and uh, got a petition signed of, of people who were, uh, you know, in favor of her rezoning. Uh, that's her right there. And then uh, all I just marked off on this map the neighbors that, that signed that petition um, asking for her rezoning to be approved. Uh, the property has reasonable economic value as currently zoned. It does conform to the JLS. Uh, it does conform to the comprehensive plan. It's designated for low-density residential use. There will not be an adverse effect on the value and usability of nearby properties. Uh, is it suitable in view of other nearby uses? Yes, other properties on Limerick Road are zoned R2 and have manufactured homes on them. Uh, the zoning proposal will not create an undue burden on transportation. This would not allow for a short-term gain at the expense of long-term goals. Uh, this could possibly cause a domino effect along Lake Drive. Uh, there are no unique historical sites noted. Uh, this property is not in a flood zone. Uh, the flood zone is across the street, but doesn't reach this property. Uh, there is no spot zoning going on, and we have no unique conditions to support approval or denial. So we are recommending approval with standard conditions. Okay, just before you said, uh, so, let's say so, rezoning. So uh, she had those people in the blue or green said yay. Yes, ma'am. There were no nays. No nays. Okay. Uh, most of these lots that are not uh, blued in are empty, so. Okay, okay, all right. But either way, there's, the, how do you, the mail out still went to whatever address we had on file for those? Sorry? The mail out still went to whatever oh, address uh, we had yes, on sir. file. Yes, uh, sir, even if people don't live on the lots, they yeah. have to address their. their we didn't get any notes back in the mail. No, sir. Okay. All right, Commissioner Bowens. Uh, any objections to this? Uh, no, sir, we had no objections to it. I recommend approval. Ready. You're ready. I second. Motion to second. We approve the rezoning petition uh, for this um, lot. Any further discussion? All in favor, raise your right hand. Those opposed, rezoning is approved. All right. Thank you, sir. Thank you, sir. Need a motion to go back in. Yes, sir. Just, just again for the just for the video and the sure. audio. Okay. Uh, it'd, be, it'd be six all in favor and one absent from the okay. back. Okay. Thank you, sir. Okay. Motion to go back in regular session. So moved, Mr. Chair. Second. Second. All in favor? Back in the regular session. Mr. Chair, uh, can I be excused? Can I be excused? Yeah. Have I got no? Okay. I'm good. All right. Thank you, sir. Thank you, sir. Gotta go clock in. Yes. <laughs> RV Park. All right. Uh, I'm going to have Mr. Ricketson take over for me here. Hey. You, 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 you going, Justin? Yeah. Maybe, maybe we get back on schedule now. <laughs> 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 Jeff, this is your baby. Yes, we sir. got enough? Who, who's that? Yeah, we got enough. We got four. Good man, good. He left? Yeah, he's right here. Oh, mm -hmm. yeah, he's right there. Oh, wait a minute. Good evening, Chairman Lovett. Members of the commission. I know Pat left too. Uh, if you'll let me just give you a little context. I'd like to take you back uh, seven months uh, ago before this pandemic uh, wreaked havoc on everybody's mm -hmm. lives. 
uh, seven months ago this week, you were considering a mixed-use pod in Newport uh, that involved some RV parks, and uh, you approved that that night. Mm -hmm. But as a result of that, we uh, we began putting together some standards for RV parks and how to deal with RV parks. So in February, I presented to you a proposed RV ordinance, and you authorized us to go ahead and take that to the Planning Commission for uh, a public hearing, and they did that, and they made some changes to that. So what I'd like to do is just kind of, uh, I think you all have a copy of the uh, what, the what the Planning Commission approved, and what I'd like to do is just kind of go through that and uh, just kind of give a little bit of a summary of, of what they approved. It's, it's very similar to what you all approved, but uh, I just wanted to kind of go over it with you and just, just show you. Uh, you may recall that uh, in the proposed ordinance that we had uh, back in February, uh, we were proposing that uh, mobile home, or, or excuse me, that RV parks be treated very similar to your mobile homes in the county, that they be allowed in the R4 zoning district. And then we, of course, uh, the standards for RV parks would be uh, in chapter 24, which is not zoning. Uh, the, the, uh, the, only thing, the only thing that really we change in the zoning ordinances in Appendix A is just saying that they're only allowed in R4 zones. Uh, beyond that, all the standards for RV parks would be in Chapter 24, which is your mobile home ordinance, and we've just added that, adapted that to allow for um, RV parks as well. So if you'll turn over in your handout uh, to, the, uh, to the RV standards back on page um, page 4, that's really where the, where the Planning Commission did most of its work. And just like to kind of, uh, it's, it's very similar to what we reported previously, but some of the things that uh, were suggested at the public hearing at the Planning Commission that the Planning Commission thought were valid and, and worth considering were the weather alert system. Uh, we, we got a comment on that, uh, recommending that there each park, each RV park have a weather alert system, given the fact that we live in a coastal area, just to warn folks that might be in the park if there is an imminent, imminent threat of weather. Uh, so that was something that's been included in here. If you'll flip over to the next page, uh, the green space and recreational area. There was a good bit of discussion among the Planning Commission about requiring green space in these uh, RV parks, and Planning Commission settled on a recommendation of 20% of the usable area in that RV park should be an open space uh, or green space area, and that's exclusive of wetlands and marshlands. So you can't just set aside your junk land. You got to have good land that's mm -hmm. available for the the tenants of that resident that RV park to be able to go out and walk the dog and enjoy. Uh, in addition to that, 10% of the area of the of the area would need to be active recreational area as well. So really, you get down to the 20% open space and the 10% recreational area. Uh, you really have 70% left, and that's what uh, would be would comprise the the lots that would be for the RVs. In addition to that, uh, lighting, uh, there was concern um, about our proximity to the coast and how that might affect wildlife and sea turtles and so forth. So they felt like that a provision should be in there to provide for all, all lighting uh, to be environmentally friendly and, and be downward directed instead of upward directed. So uh, that's an addition. Uh, that was an additional thing that they uh, recommended. Uh, in addition to that, uh, they wanted to have uh, um, no no, uh, there would be no allowed, uh, no uh, accessory buildings on the RV sites. You could just have, uh, as we said before, the, the sites would be 30 by 70, but you can't have any accessory buildings, no storage buildings on the sites. In addition to that, uh, they wanted to, uh, uh, the Planning Commission recommended uh, that you have some limits on the duration of stay to protect from uh, 
some other more notorious campgrounds where people just live. They just live permanently. Mm. Uh, so you can only stay there for six months and then you have to check out for at least two weeks and then you can come back and stay more if you, if you really <coughs> love Liberty County and want to be here in a camping mode, but you can't just live here permanently in one of these RV parks. How would you enforce that? <coughs> that would be, that would be uh, the duty of the, uh, of the building and licensing department and it would have to, the, this, the ordinance says, as written, says that the uh, the park owner, the owner or operator of the park, will keep a, a chronological RV lot guest register showing the arrival and departure dates of each vehicle. Mm. Registers register shall be open for the Liberty County Building and Licensing Department and or the LCPC office, <coughs> the case may be, to review and, and be made available. And so it's really going to be a bit of a challenge, I think, to mm -hmm. enforce this, but at least there's a provision there that says they have to keep these records so you know, people came when they when they left and, and you know, have a Mr. Brown guidelines. Mr. Brown, so would they get like a, a, a six month sticker kind of thing? <laughs> uh, I mean that 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 would really uh, enforcement is going to be kind of difficult, mm -hmm. just as it will be with the weather alert system. Mm -hmm. They can have it, but to make sure it's functional. Mm -hmm. Um, even more concerned about that, to tell you the truth. No, sir, the best <laughs> thing you can do is have a, a guest in and guest out log mm. uh, in that RV park it. and just kind of and just kind of check it. Although pretty easy to, uh, <coughs> you know, show somebody leaving one day and coming back the next mm. and satisfy the ordinance requirements. Mm. So it's kind of more of an honor system and probably alert system than anything. And, and that's that. that's more than good enough. Yeah. <laughs> That's, that's more than sufficient. All the system is more than sufficient. Cares. <laughs> is there anything in here about a disabled vehicles? No, it just doesn't address disabled vehicles. It says you can't park uh, big trucks within the big trucks. But yeah. what about? There's nothing regular. about junk vehicles in, in this ordinance. I think you've got a separate ordinance that deals with maybe uh, junk vehicles as a nuisance if somebody just leaves a vehicle on the property. So that would be, that would float into this? Yeah, that would, that would work independently of this. But, you know, if, if, if somebody abandons a vehicle, you do have the ability to get that vehicle picked up and impounded or moved, removed. It would involve, I guess it would involve the sheriff's office since it's a vehicle, a motor vehicle. Mm -hmm. Mr. Chairman, I, I, I think probably what he's talking about, and correct me if I'm wrong, Commissioner Stevens, would be somebody that has a drivable mobile home or a drivable RV <laughs> moves in there and all of a sudden the tires are flat and and all those type of things that would not fall under that abandoned vehicle ordinance. So that is, that is kind of a concern. And, and, and a lot of these quite honestly come from concerns of another area that was an RV mm. resort. Mm. Uh, it's it. a challenge. Yeah. Um, because, but it can be done. There are a lot of nice um, yeah. RV parks yeah. in privately owned in the state of Georgia. And I mean, you don't go in, in there and see a lot of that. Mm -hmm. So, they're able to keep it, I think, pretty strict to their ordinance, whatever county they may be in. Almost like you need an HOA. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, the, in, in this case, the, the RV park is a unified development that would be managed by an owner or an operator of a... Holding him or her responsible. Did well, we? I mean, nobody's going to rent the spots next to them if they drive through it and say, hey, that's just a college yeah. I mean, I'm like Mr. Thrift. I, just recently, you know, drove 500 miles, and I had the opportunity to just pull in to see three of them, and was real impressed at yeah. the way they were set up and um, access in and access out. Um, 
one way in, one way out. So you know, didn't have a bunch of people piling in there from other areas. So it was a, uh, it was pretty pretty nice. Uh, I didn't see any broke down vehicles, but I could see what Commissioner Stevens mm -hmm. talking about. Somebody bring a Winnebago in there and leaves it. Mm -hmm. that, that land, whoever owns that park's not going to put up with that. He'll have it drug out. All right, okay. <laughs> and we could always, I mean, I, pro probably be good to just insert some brief language that, you know, drivable, mobile, however that's like right, okay. officially, um, you know, that they've got, got to be able to be moved. It does say that they have to be registered. But you know, mm -hmm. register having it registered and having an operable to yeah, two different, different words. Yeah. 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 That's right. Mm -hmm. yeah. Did we address anywhere? Oh, excuse me, Mr. Chairman, if I may ask this. Did we address in here about, and, and, and it may not be in this one, it's like concrete pads or dirt pads? Yes, they have to be concrete pads. All the, all the, yeah, there has to be a concrete, a, a, a 30 by, let me look at the specific. I mean, it'll be up to him, I guess, to bring you the layout of how he's going to do it. Yes, I mean, each one would have to be approved. In this case, since it's in the unincorporated county, it would have to be approved by Mr. Zeckman's office. But the, uh, the paved portion of the lot has got to be a 10 by 40 uh, concrete area for the RV itself, and then a, th a 10 by 30 <coughs> parking space for an automobile as well. So there's, there's got to be a minimum amount of concrete for, uh, on each lot for for a guest vehicle and the camper. And, and okay, I think it'd be nice if he good. if he adheres to what. Mm -hmm. Hopefully. Okay, so. all right. Mr. Chairman, uh, that's that's really all I had. If if uh, sure so much better on the second reading. It sure does. <laughs> well, if, if if you, I would recommend given the fact that we had this break. I mean, I presented it to you in February, Planning Commission. Uh, acted on it in, in February, later in February. We had advertised it to come back before you, and then you had the interruption of the COVID. So I, I would recommend that if you, if you really want to move forward with this, I, I would recommend that you defer action until September and, and let us advertise it, because part of this is zoning, and that, that has specific okay. uh, notice requirements. So if you want to move forward with acting on this, just let us advertise it and bring it back to you. In September. I think it's a consensus to move forward. Am I right? You probably could have got a vote tonight. Uh, yeah. I'm ready. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You, if you wanted one tonight, you could have got one. <laughs> yeah, but I'd, I'd rather not not be subject to challenge by a lawyer later on who doesn't uh, like pressure. Uh, luck. Pressure. Mr. Luck. Mr. Brown will get with you on the little. Absolutely, we can mm -hmm. insert. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, Linda, you're up. Okay. <laughs> All right. Uh, then the government bond purchase agreement. Uh, yes, sir. Uh, they had put that on the calendar to have access tonight. They're still trying to finalize that. Okay. In fact, the rates are even better. Mm -hmm. So uh, he's asked to defer that. What is this a grocery store? IGA. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they need one in Midway. They say. <laughs> uh, we heard. The, yeah. All of us hear the presentation. Uh, was everybody here? Or for yeah. the, the bond purchaser? No, sir. That's what that's what I said. They're still working on that. Yeah. Well, I was so did everybody you, hear the? Yes, sir. He's trying to. They got to finalize the rates and the documents. So they're right, okay. Oh, okay. Right. You're not talking about. I want to make sure if somebody wasn't present, they can they can get to. Uh, okay. 
Oh, in the last yes, presentation? Yes, sir. You can send yeah. them a copy of them. A absolutely. We okay. can do that. Okay. All right. All right. Ms. Lando, thank you for being so patient. We've got we to gotta find a way to put you on top of the agenda yeah, next year. Yeah, she is way down there on the couch. Mm -mm. <laughs> ah, she's tired. Turn the lights back on so I can see. <laughs> <laughs> and I just want to say, I hope Mr. Clark Biden's Subdivision is not connected to Midway water system. <laughs> yeah, yep. Because we have practically no water You missed your time for that public. <laughs> you I'm just saying it has no pressure. <laughs> <laughs> you missed your time for that public participation. <laughs> All right. We've had a lot of changes since I was here last. Uh, as y'all know, Miss Ella Golden retired after 45 years of service with this county, 35 of which was with our elections. Um, her daughter, Erlene, also left. July the 10th was her last day. And Mr. Russell Wells left our Board of Elections after many years. He left on the 27th, told us that was his last day. And we have the interim uh, supervisor is Rhonda Walthour. Most of y'all know her by Rhonda Gross. Uh, she's been doing a good job so far. And it's only been 30 days, but she's been doing a good job. Mm -hmm. But um, she's been there since um, she was probably about 18, working elections with her mother over mm -hmm. at uh, Baptist Church. And in 06, she started as an employee, a regular employee, election office. And as y'all are aware, we're in our last week of the runoff for the U.S. Congressional District 1. Uh, Friday will end that at 5 o'clock. Election day is the 11th, which is next Tuesday. And the office has received so far 671 applications for absentee ballots, and 287 people have voted in person in the early um, voting uh, in person, and that was as at 4:30 this afternoon. I got those totals. And on Thursday. They're going to start the early tabulation of the absentee ballots at 5 o'clock. So, um, and I'll invite y'all to go over and see the changes that have gone on in the office. <laughs> there is quite a few, um, a lot of cleaning and a lot of um, moving stuff around. And it is looking nice over there. The staff really works hard now. I, I'm telling you, we've we've now, got a good staff. What do you mean stuff. now? Well, there was. Did it work hard in the past? Some of them. We <laughs> had. Right, let's, let's, let's keep it in the middle of the road. Mm -hmm. You mm -hmm. know, some. Mm -hmm. I don't want to interrupt. I let you get through. I had a question. Yeah. <laughs> but um, we we invite y'all to come over. And I'm going to come see over. The changes, and. After the first of the year, we will be, uh, you know, announcing uh, space for a supervisor. We have no clue whether 
you know, Ms. Wapauer will be the one or somebody else will be. We're mm -hmm. waiting until after the November election. Mm -hmm. That's mm -hmm. November the 3rd. Mm -hmm. And she is planning to try to open up two additional places for in-person voting for the early voting mm. because we do know that election carries a lot mm -hmm. and um, with the six foot apart and don't know what the weather will be like in November uh, we'd like to get them in and out as quickly as possible so I think it would be a wise thing we're looking maybe to open one on the west side uh, off of Airport Road or maybe 84 down that way, one that's already our precinct. Mm -hmm. Then we're going to try to move the one from here to the Schumann Center, which would give them more parking and be more convenient. Mm -hmm. And we wanted to do one maybe at the Performing Arts Center. We're not sure whether we'll be able to do that or not. We're have to try that and see. I'm not sure how far along she is on that. Mm -hmm. All right. mm -hmm. that's, that's about my... Well, then I got a question for you. Have you got the bugs worked out of your machines? I know when I We're went and voted, I voted the last time you had to push the thing two or three times in order we to vote. I started not to vote. I thought it was all cast and, and done. Well, Luckily, I called it. Listen, that was all over the state, not just here. I'm asking you right now, are those machines fixed? Oh, you still don't know? Oh, y'all don't know if they're working now or not? They were working then, as far as we knew. But we didn't know. Nobody ever said well, anything about that. I don't think they were that. that way all over the county. Just in that. You might not have been operating it right. Miss <laughs> Martin. Miss <laughs> Martin. You say you've got things straightened out over there. I mean, can somebody come in and, like, you got a vote machine over there that somebody can come in and you can say, here's our new vote machine. This is what, this is how you operate. Y'all got one set up in there? Like a now, name. take Pat over there one day this week and show him <laughs> how to use them. I had to operate <laughs> Probably didn't vote. You probably voted by mail. All right, call the order. Call the order. <laughs> call the order. You're on Facebook Live. Call the order. What your problem was that, that day? They were all, it was that way. Everybody was that way. That, everybody went in there. They had to do the same thing. I had people complaining. Well, we had nobody complaining about that. I don't even think my got cast, huh? I don't remember anybody complaining about that. You know, there were no calls. Let it go, Linda. Let it go. You weren't even working that day, if I'm not mistaken. You said you were sick. Oh, you never yes. showed up. Oh, yes. How would you even know? Oh, yes, because I you saw told you. You never showed up. I saw you standing over there, and I said, I sure wish Pat had a red about. You in there? Yes, I was. Oh, I she was there. Claim to you, and you said. All right, that's a that's a sidebar. That's a sidebar. Not that day. Not that day of the election. <laughs> Miss Martin. Miss Martin, I, I'm yeah. still, I got a question for yeah, Miss Martin. You're not yeah. correct because they were three or four yeah. attendants came over to where I was at, and you never, you weren't concerned. 
I wasn't. It was three. Commissioner Bowen. Was there. Commissioner Bowen. When I was in there. I'm just asking if you got machines. You were standing there by yourself. Yeah. I'm just wondering if you got. Uh, Y'all talking about Commissioner Stevens has a question for us. Mr. Mark, I, I mentioned it last meeting, and I mentioned it to you now. <clears throat> we need to consider a, another poll on the east end due to the distance from I'm going to use Yeoman Road all the way to the complex. Right. I think it's all between 15 and 16 miles that they have to drive to vote. And uh, so well, you can take that back to your board and, you know. I have to consider that, but um, if you're going to bring on a new precinct, mm -hmm. it takes 60 to 90 days to get that approved. Right, uh -huh. but at least we can start. Be pushing right, yeah. right on it. Right. Mm -hmm. If we don't get it this year, maybe we can in the future. Right, at least put it on your radar screen. Right, we yeah. will bring that up. Okay. Thank you. About that. But you, you're feeling uh, um, good about being prepared for November? <coughs> We're working better. We have mm -hmm. a different technician with the machines that um, Dominion who is the one the machines came from. Mm -hmm. uh, the lady that was over there, she is at another place now. And we have a young man from Martinez, I believe is where he said he lives. And he's been over there and he's been truly uh, a real lawyer working over there. He's helped do a lot of stuff over there that nobody ever bothered to help with. We don't quite as much stuff stacked everywhere now. Mm-hmm. Two rooms that you can't get in or out of. But um, outside of that, um, this gentleman, his name is um, Ben. I don't know his last name, but mm -hmm. it's Ben. Mm -hmm. And he's a technician with Dominion. And after the November election, I believe we won't have them anymore because they only guaranteed them for one year with you. Mm -hmm. And in November, there, I mean uh, March, whenever the last election was, um, I did see Mr. Bowen and I do understand that there was a lot of the machines had been plugged in improperly. There maybe was two holes back then something and they plugged in the wrong one. Mm. The technician went out, straightened those things out. That could have been the issue. And I do know there was an issue with the pole pads that day. Nobody got their pole pads. That's why everybody was uh, late opening up. Some had electricity problems. The receptacles there, but there was no power to it. Mm -hmm some of the places. When they found out all that, and then we did add minutes that mm -hmm. time, and, and everybody's aware of, mm -hmm. it was ever how many minutes this place was laid opening, that place, mm -hmm. that's how many minutes they stayed open. Yeah. Uh, last thing, are, are you st still searching for a um, location you were looking around for storage space? Okay. Mm -hmm. I'm counting myself just discussed that. Did you? Okay. You know. Okay. 
He's, he's guaranteed me he's going to solve that problem. He'll, he'll find it. <laughs> Thank you, ma'am, for the update. We look forward right. to it. Thank you. Thank Some you. of us are going to stop over and see. Please do. Mm -hmm. It's quite different. And uh, I believe uh, the ladies in, are truly working, trying to get it all straightened mm -hmm. out. We still have a lot to do. Mm -hmm. There's uh, books over there that have been trashed long years ago, but they're still there. Mm -hmm. okay. uh, we just let your board know that um, they have our support. Thank you. We appreciate that. And thank you for what you do. We will check on that. Okay. Thank you, Ms. Martin. Thank you, Ms. Martin. Mm -hmm. 2020 with Brian Grant. Law enforcement. Yes, sir. This is um, something that the Sheriff's Department generally uh, applies with the city for. You get extra points. It has to be a multi-agency type grant to come. Uh, and they're wanting us to do the intergovernmental agreement again with the city of Hinesville uh, so that the city and county can take advantage of that. The city is going to get two pieces of equipment, uh, $8,600 a grant award, and then the county would get the rest. Uh, the grant award, total grant award is $11,017. Our recommendation is, is to do the agreement again. It's been very successful before. I heard the folk up from Chatham County talking about this on TV the other day. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Chair, take a motion. So move, Mr. Chair. Second. Yeah, I wasn't the only one. All in favor? All right. Ministry report. Uh, just real quickly, uh, a couple things. I'll turn it over to Mr. Mosley uh, real quick to talk about the campaign for the uh, the COVID campaign. Uh, just calendar wise, just uh, the ribbon cutting at the Isle of White Fire Station, 10 o'clock a.m. on August 28th. Uh, that is the only thing that I see really on the calendar right now other than just normal meetings. Um, we did do an update this morning, had our construction progress meeting at the Islands Fire Station. That is still on, on track. Been, been no miss. Don't see anything coming at all with any kind of delays in that uh, as far as material delivery, material supplies. So all that's real good. Um, so both of those are on track. I can tell you that we do have applications out for the first round of employment full-time firefighters. Those are going very well. Uh, we do anticipate of having that first round hired and have them on board by September, uh, which, which would be great. It's right on target. And then after they come on, we'll start that phase in of the others uh, that's approved in the budget. So all that's going very well. Um, and you had asked last time, the commission had asked uh, that we establish as a staff some kind of campaign associated with information on, on the COVID. So I'll let Mr. Mosley run over that now, and I think he's provided some information already for you. Joe, I, I have one question about the, you're talking about uh, staffing the fire stations. So when we hire a fireman, is he already a certified fireman, or do they get hired and then they, we send them off to? We are we are advertising for certified firefighters. Okay. So they'll be coming ready to fight ready, fires ready to they, they want. Okay. When will we back, when will we, go back out and say you got some people that's going to that's going to what Savannah? Whenever they do go back. Yeah. Uh, right. How will we look at them? Will we consider them while they're going? Well, I'm lost. 
going back to yeah, you no know, the Savannah Tech started the firefighters program working with the Career Academy. They had some students that were in their classes, but I'm not sure what oh, happened. Oh, with oh, all you're talking about the ones that were, yeah, were in there? Yeah. Uh I'm not sure where they are or how I'm far not sure along. where they are either. I'd be glad to check and find out. Or whether they're going to pursue that or yeah. what they're going to do. You know. They were in the early stages of that. So I'm not, yeah. We'll continue that, by the way. But it will be good to use. I don't know if we, I don't know if we oh, can. Oh, absolutely. In yeah. fact, most of those people that are coming over mm -hmm. are already certified, were on our part-time list. They are kind of grown in-house. Mm -hmm. They've been with us for a while. They've mm -hmm. been pretty diligent. So. Also, the ones that are being hired, they are um, <laughs> oh, Smiths. Pat was saying oh, yeah. um, the ones that were being are being hired now. <clears throat> in emergency service, you may have one, someone else, let's say the chairman Lovett, let's say he's a firefighter, and he works for Southside. But then he comes over here and he wants to work on his days off. Great question. I hope the ones that are being hired now, Liberty County will be there. Primary. primary place at all times. We had that discussion the other day, and, and, and they, to answer your question, very strongly yes. In fact, if they're <clears throat> even going to work somewhere else, that has to be approved. It has to be submitted and approved with stipulations. Mm -hmm. So we do have that process. Yes, okay. sir, they are. Commissioner okay. Moe, you have something? Sir? Yeah, I was asking, is there a panel? Who's hiring these firemen? There's not a, no, sir, there's not a panel. So actually, who's hiring them? Actually, the fire chief and deputy chief hmm. would do the screening of those. None, none of the commissioners are on that panel? Mm -hmm. No, sir, we don't no, do that with any employees. Do that. Huh? We don't do that with any employees. No, we don't need to do that. Commission, we don't have a commission panel that hires mm -hmm. We are the appeal board. Because you're the appeal board, and so if they're terminated, they're terminated by me. So the fire chief hired everybody under them right now? So the fire chief, because... You got one fire chief, and evidently he he's hired everybody. So whom whomever? Yeah, fire, so so fire chief and deputy chief and public Wait safety a minute, director. Before you got the deputy chief, who hired the deputy chief? The fire chief. Correct. That's what I'm asking. And the public safety director. So so the three, three correct. So the three of those will screen applications for the firefighters. I, I, I wanted to jump off a of fire right quick. <laughs> I was going to ask um, that we need to review, like, the convenience centers that are in the unincorporated area, because I think that we, the county has really outgrown them, even, you know, in my district and then what we've seen here tonight. But I would like for us to look at that. So, so as a matter of fact, coincidentally, when we were talking about that, that, that center's outgrown, the Gum Branch Center's outgrown, you already had some discussion about doing that. Culbertson is in, as you recall, doing mm -hmm. the fee analysis now. So there's, so, so I need, I, I need actually he and Trent and us to engage with Clinton on looking at all the centers, Yes. what the capacity is. I mean, they've been in place for 25 years. Mm -hmm. um, they've served well, but there may need to be some expansion of that. We set ourselves up perfect for the Miller Park to do that because you bought some extra property to be able to look at that. So there is land available now for that site, but we need to look at all of them. So is that something that y'all are going to do while he's here? I, or? I made a note. In fact, when we were looking at that to, and mentioned to Joseph, we, we need to engage that as a process now to look at all the sites and bring that back to the commission and get too deep in that. Okay. Well, we need Rerouting to of, 
of the intersection right there at Islands, if there's a way to take that road and turn it behind the convenience center and get it away from that intersection, mm -hmm. it doesn't need to come out at the intersection. So, is that something like a six months timeline that we would know? Or I think that probably uh, it's something that the engineer in Clinton and, uh, and we need to engage with as staff um, and size out. Well, I tell you, I would think. 30, 45 days. Okay. We can do a, at least a preliminary analysis and look at options. Okay, Mr. Chairman. It, one step further, reason I say that too, though, is if there are going to be some enhancements that need to be made, change out, that may affect the fee schedule. Not that negatively, but that's what we need to consider too. If anything's got to be done in that expansion process, mm -hmm. we need to consider it while Culbertson's doing his fee analysis. Okay. Yeah for capital improvements. He, he helps us with the capital improvement budget and that's where that would be built in. All right. Okay. Thank you, Mr. Chairman. Thank you. Mr. Mosley. Mr. Chairman, members of the uh, Board of Commissioners, um, as Mr. Brown stated, y'all requested Mr. Brown to provide a um, public education campaign. Uh, the focus that you all were talking about was mandatory versus motivation and the board agreed that we wanted to go to a motivation so what you have before you is a committee that Mr. Brown appointed uh, that consisted of uh, Ms. Laura Troutman, Ms. Leah Poole, uh, Mr. Clint Stanley, Mr. Joe Parker, uh, Mr. Brown, uh, Mr. Mosley, uh, Mr. Murray, and Commissioner uh, Frazier join in. Um, we came up with four strategies. Notice uh, what strategy one was the use of the media such as Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, and the website for posting. Um, and from there was to design uh, some one-minute videos. Uh, and point number two, uh, A through F, of basically the different representatives that we thought would could come in and participate. For instance, in, uh, on number one, uh, our chairman uh, being the lead off, as well as other interested commissioners who want to participate, uh, people from the business sector, people from the uh, youth commission, people from the uh, ministerial allowance, um, social civic clubs, fraternities, uh, representatives from the minority chamber of commerce, and just people from different aspects of life coming in and shooting a video. Uh, Clint has done an awesome job, and he would be our point person there to help us uh, put together a video. But, of course, place all those videos on our all our social media sites and websites, uh, developing an informational infographic that we could put on our website and other uh, social media sites. Um, one of the outstanding things came up was the, having a live uh, Facebook Live town hall meeting. Uh, where the public can interact with health officials. Uh, if y'all recall, Dr. Davis came in a couple months ago and provided this board with a update in terms of what was going on with COVID in the district, but he's well suited to provide us specific numbers in terms of what's going on with us in Liberty County and using him as a resource. Um, and people could write in um, through Facebook and ask him questions. And also representatives from Liberty uh, Regional as well as Diversity Health having them uh, on separate um, Facebook Live opportunities. Uh, and using those, the transcripts from that to uh, uh, move to a podcast so it would be available in different uh, means. Also using a um, campaign of having local citizens who wear their branded masks uh, to uh, post them, to post them on our websites to show um, what's being done. And we've seen that in a couple places in a couple communities like Athens, Clark County, and some other communities throughout the nation who are doing that. 
and of course to use the existing resources that we have uh, through videos by the Coastal Health uh, District to uh, to place them on our websites to inform the public about ways to to focus on um, fighting against COVID-19 spread, and of course using materials from the Georgia Safety Promise Program. Uh, the second uh, strategy was to utilize the print media, and um, Mr. Parker facilitated um, getting uh, uh, Mr. Neely involved with the uh, Coastal Courier to do a column, Neely. and then also utilizing the uh, e-blast from the Recreation Department as well as the Chamber to send out messages about logo branding and safety information. And uh, one of the other uh, proposals under that area was using a weekly using weekly blogs to distribute information. Uh, strategy number three focused on using promotional products, uh, developing the design of logo, and we'll talk about that as we conclude, uh, provide digital files once the logo is uh, selected by this group using it, providing the people to be a Zoom profile, as well as a banner for, uh, for social media and websites. And then uh, item number two is where we can, can where we can is provide free mass to business for customers and then provide free mass to the general public. Um, and then lastly is using other mediums such as uh, digital billboards uh, and marquees. You'll notice on the first sheet, you'll notice that um, Ms. Leopold designed uh, the campaign that the group uh, reached recommend is a mask of liberty uh, you'll notice on the front there are uh, on the front of the proposal was our potential logos and then <coughs> Fraser said hey look I got a person that could design it so you have you have the two here that were part of the proposal and then uh, later on I put I placed this one here that Commissioner Frazier had designed so uh, one of the things that we would love to have the Commissioner do is to um, choose or select a, a a, a logo that we could uh, <laughs> go with the program or the campaign. Good night. Good night. There's only three choices. <laughs> Are you going to buy some masks with them? <laughs> well, so we had a discussion. Uh, you know, the masks, are pretty, the masks are pretty expensive with logos. Okay. So I think what we would encourage, I mean, maybe we can have an outlet where folks could purchase some masks mm -hmm. at a reduced rate. Uh, but as I far as the purchase. county buying screen masks, it was mm -hmm. pretty expensive. And, okay. and we did get 5,000, I believe, uh, surgical masks uh, that could be used as part of the campaign. Uh, to do that, uh, do. Larry and those, and, and Robert over at EMA, got them, huh? Yep, mm -hmm. got that approved. So that's good too. Mm -hmm. Okay, so you're working on a choice. That a wrap, Joe. <laughs> I don't know. That's it. I like the top me? one. That's it. What do you like? What? <laughs> oh well. <laughs> See it from over here. You don't have a copy? Would it look with the red, white, and blue though? Yeah, I think there needs to be more color. More color. Yeah. I like this. Just more color. Just more color. Put mine up. The bottom one. How about the bottom one? I like the top one, but I like the two. Well, I think there needs to be color in here. Yeah. So you like the, the top one, but what, what more color? Yeah. Some type of color. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe the red, white, and blue. Outline of the county and the P. Outline of Liberty County. 
Just tell me we need more color. Okay. This concept, but this. Not the concept, more color. Okay. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, Red, white, and blue. Red, white, okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. You can give us different renditions of. Right. And I assume this is the county map. It's the county in the map. Uh -huh. Okay, that looks uh -huh. good. Okay. Uh -huh. So the top right. one. Yes, sir. The top one on the top. With a little bit of color. Right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Joy, are we providing masks for people that come into both yes, buildings, all three of our buildings up here? Yes, ma'am. In fact, we're doing it countywide. So because we require it countywide, every one of our buildings uh, have masks available and sanitizer. Okay. Well, I went to the Justice Center last week, and they did my temperature. Right. We're doing temperature check. You know, the, the, the emergency order that was signed, requires temperature checks and masking in the county facilities. Mm, some do that. Mm -hmm. No? <laughs> I'll get with you. We'll double. Yeah. We'll, we'll let the commissioner in. <laughs> oh, that was good. Mm -mm. Wow. Yeah, that's kind of out of our control, mm -hmm. control yeah. that facility. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so uh, there was two nice young ladies up there. Mm -hmm. I was wondering. Who's paying? Huh. Okay. With the mom. Mm. You know, little boobs that look like they may have been homemade. Oh, really? Okay. Sheriff's department. Sheriff's department, yeah. I can go over and yeah. read. Yeah, and the judges have a special requirement for the judicial order. Mm -hmm. I'll go over and let them see what's going on. Mm -hmm. Didn't it bother me that uh, she just didn't, she just didn't expect it? I didn't have Mm-hmm. 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 Yeah, one okay. They must didn't know. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Anything else up a good order? That's all I have, sir. Yeah. All right. Thank um, you so much. Yes, sir. Just questions. Mm -hmm. What's the procedure for having an executive uh, session? Personnel or land? Uh, Personnel, land, uh, consultation with attorney concerning a legal matter, yeah. real estate. Thank you. Yeah, I'm sorry. I said I said land, real estate. Issue that, and I'll be straight up. It's an issue on some paperwork that I received, and I wanted to go over it with the board. I know we probably can't do it again tonight because probably that should have been probably asked at the beginning of the meeting. Was there anything to be amended to the meeting? Well, and again, probably the, the safest thing to do is let's get a look at that paperwork, let the county attorney look at it, and make sure it qualifies. It, qualify, I think. Yeah. it has a name on it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, well, I mean, again, I, yeah, that doesn't make it qualify. Kelly's take on it mm -hmm. would be the safe thing to do. Mm -hmm. All right, y'all good? Yes, sir. Right. Chair, take a motion to adjourn. A move. Second. Okay. All in favor?